uh, being on a fast, um, a friend of mine called me and uh, my husband had not been saved and I was in the ministry and traveling working for the Lord and he had not been saved and the Lord had told me about 10 years before his mother died said when I take his mother home to be with the Lord he will come to know me and so I prayed and every time she would get sick I would think I don't want her to die but I want him to get saved and I was you know just like in this turmoil all the time and so on March the 1st of 2004, the Holy Ghost said, you start a fast and you stay on this fast for 21 days. And what I will do in your life during this 21 days will rearrange your whole life, change your ministry, and orchestrate your footsteps. So long story short, in that 21 days, my husband got saved. The first three days of March, his mother passed away on March the 3rd. Uh, the next week, a friend of mine called me. She said, I'm to pay your way to go to Tampa, Florida to meet Perry Stone in a conference. And she said, I don't know why. I don't know what the deal is. But God said just to pay your way and take you. And so I did that and just introduced myself. You know, he stood in a line and we went down through the line and shook his hand. But something had happened in the meantime. My baby brother had passed away. And in that service, I had a diamond ring on my hand, and Connie can testify, I gave a diamond ring. The first time that you brought the girls that I met you down there, God had me to give a diamond ring away. What was her name? Cindy, yeah, she's still in Georgia. Sister Cindy, and God had me put a diamond ring on her finger. I don't know why he makes me do that. <laughs> but praise God anyhow. But I was at Perry's and uh, in Tampa, and I had a, a blue sapphire diamond, and God said, take that off and put it in the offering bag. After I got to know Perry, I said, what do you do with all that jewelry people give you? He said, oh, sister, praise the Lord. <laughs> but, you know, and, and I, I sowed that seed into his ministry, not knowing that years later, you know, things don't always happen as soon as God connects you with people, but there is divine connections that are God connections. And so later in um, years, I went to Sister Janice's and I met Perry and we were in the office praying for some lady and he jumps up and gets into the prayer. And then afterwards, God said, ask him if he'll come to Connersville, Indiana. And I'm like, are you serious? Connersville, Indiana? Most people don't even know or heard of it or if it's on the map, Sister Connie. But I, I in faith, asked Perry, I said, would you consider coming to Connersville, Indiana? And he said, Connersville, Indiana, your sister, Connersville, Indiana. And he said, yeah, I'll come. And so he looked at his uh, guy that travels with him, and he said, give her my information, call Gina, give her Gina's line, and he came. And Sister Connie came for all three years that he was there, and God gave favor. How I many know there's favor in God? God can give you favor. And they came and they, the Holy Spirit moved in that last service. And on, that was on a Friday night. On Saturday morning, we took Perry to another city to minister. And on the way, he just kept grinding in the spirit. I got to do something. I got to do something. I got to do something. And aren't you glad that people are obedient to hear the voice of the Lord when God says you got to do something? So he gets on the phone. He calls Sister Pam. And he said, honey, remember that place that this man built years ago for missions. But that man didn't know he was building it for your missions. <laughs> See, God can do anything this morning. God wants to lift up our faith. God wants to stir us up this morning and lift up our faith to know that he can do anything. He can do the impossible. He said, I can make the impossible possible.
with God all things are possible and we need to get our faith increased back in the Lord this morning Sister Rhonda, as I travel around, I see so many people that are downhearted in the body of Christ. So many people that are discouraged and are heavy laden. But the Lord is the mender of our heart this morning. He's the mender of our soul this morning. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. How many know living in this world, we're going to have trouble. We're going to face sorrow. And we're going to go through some stuff. But we have to understand that greater is the Lord. Greater is God this morning. He is greater this morning. Hallelujah. He's greater this morning. And you've got to learn to trust Him. Trust Him in the good times. But trust Him in the bad times. He said, I'll never let you go. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Never. That's a big word. I'll never let you go through the trouble and I've been through some has anybody else in here been through some trouble besides me anybody lost some people besides me that you love and you care about but God is faithful to bring you through that and I've learned that when people fall through the cracks they're not really trusting God not really hanging on to the promises of God because the Bible said that the promises of God are yes and amen that seals it it seals it they're yes and amen and I'm never going to let him go. you got to have a made-up mind this morning that you're never going to let God go. You're going to hold on to him. How many is going to hold on to that unchanging hand this morning? And when he sees you, he sees you through the blood. He doesn't see you as you are. Once you accept Christ this morning, and I'm just testifying a little bit, but once, once you've had the blood of Jesus applied to your life, he doesn't see your yesterdays anymore. They're gone. They're gone. To a sea of forgetfulness. Never to be remembered again. Once they're under the blood. You know why they're remembered? Is because the enemy brings them up in your mind. And he begins to remind you of your yesterday. But you need to remind him of the blood. I see the blood. He said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. How many is thanking God this morning for the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all, A-double-L, all unrighteousness? Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb. Well, I've been seeking the Lord, Sister Rhonda, over a word to come to this place. Honored to be here this morning. Thank God for the safety that he brought us here. We were in service at Pastor Tommy's. On Friday night, Pastor Tommy Bates, how many gets to watch my pastor on television? One of you, two of you, three. Oh, I know y'all watching because you're at Connie's. Hallelujah. But he, God is just blessing pastor and giving him more television opportunity. And if you have direct TV, he's on Sunday nights at 1030. If you have Dish, I don't know when he's on, but he's on. But uh, he's on Friday also on direct TV and been a guest on Daystar many times. And God has blessed us, Sister Rhonda, to start a ministry within the church at Pastor Tommy's uh, called Empowering Women. And our conference this year is April 25th through the 27th. And it is for ministry. It's not like a women's conference to have a women's conference, but it's for women called to ministry. And we were pouring into women that feel they have a call of God on their life. 
and bringing them forth, anointing them, passing down mantles, giving impartations of the Spirit of the Lord. And we just let God have his way. Amen. How many believe in just letting God have his way? Amen. The church has got too formed and we've left out God and we've left out the Holy Ghost and we've got into a form. Amen. But we need to get out of that form. Amen. And we need to get into the Spirit of the Lord and let the Holy Ghost have his way. Amen. I, I tell people wherever I go, I said, I'm kind of an unusual minister, but you know what? That's all right, too. I may shout a while. I may cry a while. I may, I don't know what I might do, but when the Spirit of the Lord comes in, amen, it changes you. The Bible said you shall be changed into another man. Amen. How many want to be changed by the power of God? It takes the power of the Holy Ghost to change you. I thought as we were on our way here this morning, Carlene, my best friend, who is also a minister, we was going down the road and I was trying to drive and forgot my coat at the hotel and had to turn around and go back to the hotel and get my coat. And we was going down the road and I was trying to drive. She was over there shoulder shaking and shouting and speaking in tongues. And the Holy Ghost was all in the car. So I said, like, Lord, I got to drive. I'm going to let her shout. She can pray for me this morning. Amen. <laughs> But well, we got to let God be real in our life. Amen. And I come this morning because I felt that the Holy Spirit after Sister Connie asked me to come. And I begin to pray over the church and pray over the people at the church. That the Holy Ghost would have me come and strengthen the body of Christ this morning. God wants us to be strengthened in our walk. Because how many knows if you get weary, you get slothful. And if you get tired and you get burdened down, then you begin to get relaxed in the state that you're in. But we need some Christians that's going to step up to the plate and get on fire from God and get their strength renewed. The Bible says when our strength is renewed, we shall mount up like wings on eagles and we shall run and not be weary. And I can tell you today, if you feel faint and you feel weary, then you're not mounting up and you're not running. But the Lord wants to increase strength in the body of Christ this morning in this house. Somebody say in this house, in this place this morning he wants to strengthen me say in this house this morning he wants to strengthen me come on point to yourself this morning he wants to strengthen me it's not his will that you faint and be weary he wants to increase strength on you this morning and I come in the name of the Lord and the power of the Holy Ghost this morning to bring strength to this house I said to bring strength to this house this morning Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I'm going to start this morning with reading out of Isaiah chapter 52. I'll try not to hold you long, but I am in total submission to the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's where we have to be. Connie said, go on. So hallelujah. 52 and verse 1, when you're there, say amen. The Bible said, awake, awake. Put on strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, thy holy city, and shake thyself from the dust, and arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter. The Lord's saying this morning, church, that it's time for us to wake up. It's time, Sister Rhonda, that the church arises and takes the position that God has given the church the beginning of time to arise and shake yourself shake yourself loose from the bondages shake yourself loose from the chains and the bondages that shackle your life and begin to arise up and be all that God has called the church to be 
the church has been asleep too long church we have sat and come to church and we have just come in and sat down in our seats we go through a form of godliness we're denying the power and we are not what we need to be and he said it's time for us to shake ourselves shake ourselves loose from the things around us and begin to arise up does anybody really really want to know God do you really want to flow in the depths of God or in the depth of his spirit he said it's time for us to put on strength so that's telling me something that we can gain that's something that we can put it on hallelujah people said how do you make it sometimes all you've been through I put on God I put you on the whole armor of God he said therefore you'll be able to stand against the evil day against the wiles of the devil but the reason the church is not what the church needs to be is the church is in a backslidden sleeping condition and God said it's time for the church to arise wake up out of your sleep and become all that he's called you to do Get under the pastor and the pastor's wife and the ministers that are lifting up the gospel, the blood-stained banner, and begin to encourage them and lift them up this morning. Hallelujah. I'm not, this is not too wild, is it? Okay. I thought you was kind of wild preacher, so. Isaiah 51 and 54 and 1 said, Sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear, and break forth in singing and cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married life of the Lord. Listen to me this morning. It's time for you to get up out of the place of complacency and begin to sing your song again. Sing, O that are barren. Get a stirring down in your heart and begin to sing a song. David said he compassed me about with songs of my deliverance. You know a song can deliver you out of your trouble this morning. You can be going down the highway depressed and discouraged. Don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, but the Holy Ghost will drop a song down in your heart. And you'll begin to sing a song as David began to play on that harp. He said, hallelujah, hallelujah. There is nothing like my God this morning that can come and deliver me out of the Murray clay. He said he picked me up. He delivered me out of the Murray clay. He set my feet upon a solid rock. He said, I was in a horrible place I was in a horrible pit but the Lord somebody say but the Lord this morning he will deliver you this morning hallelujah the Lord said has anybody in this house felt like they were barren has anybody felt like that they've been in a desolate shape he said to, to have me come to tell you this morning that you can march out of that grave experience you can get up he's not going to leave you there to die I've been in trouble I've been in sorrow I've buried three brothers to alcohol but you know what I'm not giving up on the Lord because they were alcoholics I'm not going to give up on the Lord because they've went through trouble I've stood stronger than I've ever stood I've stood beside their bedsides at night while they were dying and prayed them through to the other side. I know what trouble's about, let me tell you. I'm not here without any battle scars. But if you're going to do anything for the Lord, you're going to have some battle scars. But your battle scars is what takes you to the next level in God. Your trouble is what God uses to promote you. Woo! 
Isaiah 60 and verse 1 said, Arise and shine, for the light is came upon you, for the glory of the Lord is upon thee. When you begin to rise up and shine and do all that God has called you to do, you will begin to shine for God. The reason we get dull is because we sit too much. We do. Preacher says, get up and praise the Lord. I'm tired. I had a rough night. You don't know what I went through. Well, you know what? You've got to praise him at all times. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. That his praise will be continually in my mouth and upon my lips all times. Praise him in the good times. Praise him in the bad times. Praise him when you got money. Praise him when you don't got money. Praise him when you got gas. Praise him when you don't got gas. Praise him when you got a house. Praise him when you don't got a house. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. I will bless the Lord. You know what? That's a choice. It's a choice to praise the Lord. I'll praise the Lord when my husband's not saved, but I'll praise the Lord when he did get saved. He got saved at the midnight hour. Midnight. Midnight. God usually works at midnight. You may not have no money, but at midnight, God always comes around. He knocked on my bedroom door at midnight. And there was a sound that came in our house. We had looked for a CD for a long time. And he was drinking. He would always play the Hee Haw Gang and their gospel hits. And I had to listen to the Hee Haw Gang so much I got tired of listening to the Hee Haw Gang. But the Lord would say, well, at least it's Christian music. You know, you gotta, you got to endure some things. So we'd go out to eat and he'd have a few beers. And on the way home, he'd say, you want to listen to that CD? Oh, sure, honey, that would be great. So we would put in the Hee Haw Gang and we would listen to their tunes. Amen. Amen. Sometimes you got to endure some things. I told the women last night, I said, when he got acting up, I put uh, anointing oil in the fried potatoes. God knows what to do. Amen. You got to take authority over that devil. Amen. There's different ways to kill the devil. Hallelujah. He thinks he's got all the tricks. Well, we got a few of our own. So we had lost the CD for a long time. We could not find it. He wanted to play the CD at his mom's funeral. I come to the garden alone. That was her favorite song and we could not find the CD. So when God was dealing him after his mother died, we got them to record it at the funeral home and we played the song. And the Lord told me years ago, Rhonda, I was leaving the church where I was at driving down the road. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, he'll weep and he'll weep and he'll weep and he'll weep. And he'll sigh and he'll sigh and he'll sigh. And I thought, Lord, ain't nobody that can cry that much. But when God took his mother home, he was so attached to her that he wept and he wept and he wept. And I watched a man at a funeral that I had never seen weep and cry. He was emotionally just totally broke down. And they played that song, I Come to the Garden Alone. And he loved that song, Sister Connie. So when God started dealing with him after she passed away, he thought he was losing his mind. I mean, no old time conviction. I mean, what real old time conviction. Not coming up to an altar and I say a few words over you and tell you you're changed. There's something about a real change that happens to you when you really get saved and you get up and you fall down on your face and old time conviction comes in your heart and you know God for yourself really get saved old time conviction he cried for three weeks he said I don't know what's the matter with me I think I'm losing my mind his brother who is a backslidden Baptist deacon said I've got your answer well please tell me he said please tell me what's wrong with me he said you're under conviction you're under conviction so about midnight one night Connie his mother came to him 
in the bedroom upstairs. He saw her in a fog and he was sleeping up there and he said she just started motioning at him to follow her. And I was had my bedroom door closed downstairs and he came down the steps and he said there was a fog that followed him that he followed all the way down the steps and he heard music. And he thought that somebody had pulled in our driveway and was sitting out there at midnight and had music playing. He pounded on my bedroom door, get up, get up, something's wrong. I said, what is it? He said, do you hear that music? I said, no, honey, I don't hear the music. So we got up. We walked into the study and that CD that we had lost for five years was in that CD player. Playing that song, I come to the garden alone. I'm talking about the saving strength of God today. And that music played, and he thought he was losing his mind. He never seen anything like that. Fog was all in that study. It was just another day after that that he gave his heart to the Lord. He was always against me preaching or me going to church all the time. He come in my bedroom and laid his head on my chest. He said, will you pray for me? Will you pray for me? David said, I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. There are people in this house today that feel like that they're about to faint. But I come to renew your strength today and tell you that God is still on the throne and he is able to do the exceedingly and the abundantly above all that we can ask or think. We need to get stirred up in God. I'm not going to lose my joy over the tribulation. I'm not going to lose my salvation and the joy of the Lord. Because if I lose my joy, I lose my strength. The Bible said that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And He makes me happy. I liked what they sang. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day when Jesus washed my sins away. And I thought, God, how many people get discouraged in their Christian walk because they forgot the day that the Lord Jesus Christ saved them and that he came into their heart and washed their sins away. Oh, happy day. How many remember that day that Jesus Christ came into their heart and he washed their sins away? You went down mad, but you got up glad. Oh, happy day. Praise God. For behold, the darkness shall come. Cover the earth and the gross darkness, the people. But the Lord shall arise upon and his glory shall be upon thee. We know dark times are coming. We would be foolish to stand up here and say that we're not getting ready to face some things. We know the times. The Bible said to know the seasons, know the hour, know what time it is. We know that. But let me tell you something. God is not going to forsake his people. If he can take care of the children of Israel, he can take care of us. We are his children. We have been engrafted in. We are part of that covering. We are part of that blessing. And God's going to take care of us. We may not all have what we think we should have or all have what we have been used to having, but God will still take care of us. I bet you've seen some hard times, haven't you, Mama? Amen. And you've seen some blessed times, but through it all, God took care of you, didn't he? Through it all, God's going to take care of you. And you don't need to lose your joy while you're in the dark times. I know it was dark. I know it's been dark. God said, but he said to tell them that I'm going to bring them out of where they're at to take them into a new place. It's a new day for you. Because of why? Because of God. Because of the Holy Ghost. 
He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. He said, I'm going to give you strength to fight this battle. Many in here this morning are discouraged, Sister Rhonda. Many have been trodden down. Many have been in trouble and they don't know how to get out. But I come to tell you, but God this morning. But God, in his tender mercy towards you, but God. God said, you might have been rejected by men. But he said, in your rejection, I have protected you. You know, people's not going to always love us. We want them to. But if we go back to the scripture and say, blessed are you when men curse you and speak evil against you for his name's sake. You need to rise up and say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed this morning. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My reins also he instructed in the night seasons. Anybody in here besides me ever had any night seasons? Been dark. You don't know how you're going to get out. But how many know that the Lord's going to bring you out? When I was praying yesterday, I was sitting on the bed in the hotel working on yesterday's message and working on this message. And I began to pray over the church. And Sister Rhonda, I feel like this is a word for you. Isaiah 66 and verse 9. He said, Shall I bring to birth and not cause to bring forth? Saith the Lord. Shall I cause to bring forth and shut the womb? Saith God. If God gives you something inside of you, and you carry that thing around. Sometimes you don't deliver right away. So the enemy starts beating us up. Starts telling us all kinds of things in our mind. This is never going to happen for you. You're never going to get there. This has happened. That's happened. So you might as well accept where you're at. This is it. This is a lie from the devil. Because he said, shall I put it in you? Shall I put it inside of you and cause it not to happen? I don't think so. That's not the kind of God I serve. If God tells you you're going to do something, it may take a while for you to get there, but one way or the other, you're going to get there. One way or the other, you're going to make it. He said, shall I do this and not cause it to come forth? Shall I put it inside of you and never cause it to happen? I don't think so. You need to tell the devil this morning, I don't think so. I don't think so, devil. If God said it, it's going to happen. Amen? Moses got weary. He got tired. The Bible said that his hands were heavy. They took him and they set him up on a stone. And the Bible says that Aaron and Hur came up beside Moses and they lifted up his arms. How many knows that sometimes you need somebody to come by your way and lift up your arms. You need somebody to tell you you're going to make it. You need somebody to tell you it's going to be alright. You're going to make it. I could tell you stories today that would just, I mean, it would just take too much time to tell you some of the things that God has brought me through. But you know what? You know how you get your victory? I'm going to tell you how you get your victory. You go to that secret place that Psalm 91 talks about. He said, I go to the secret place of the Most High. 
and I dwell in the shadow of the Almighty. Where is your secret place this morning? Do you have one? Mine's my bathroom. Get most of my words in the bathroom. Most of my messages in the bathroom. I don't have the freedom to go through my house and, and pray. I told Carlene she's so blessed because she can just go into her house and get in the Holy Ghost and shout and pray and her husband don't say a word. I can't do that. So I have to go to the secret place. Or I have to go lay on my bed and pray and seek God and cry and pray in there. But God's always been faithful to me. I don't care how you find him. You just got to find him. If it's in your car, going down the road, that's where you find him, that's where you've got to go. But there's a secret place that you can go to find God. And God said he will inhabit the praises of his people. God said, I want to strengthen you this morning. He said, I want to strengthen your arms that hang down heavy. I want to lift you up. I want to encourage you this morning. It's not always going to be this way. There'll be change come because things happen in seasons. Healing God come in this place right now. Healing Holy Ghost come in this place right now. Let the healing power of the Holy Ghost pour out upon your people this morning. God, I want to encourage their hearts this morning. I want to lift up those hands that hang down low. I want to tell you this morning that you can make it. You can make it this morning. It's not over. It's not over this morning. I believe healing is flowing through this house right now. I feel the healing spirit of God flowing from breast to breast in this place right now. God wants to take your brokenness, church, and mend it and put it back together again. He said for you to break out of your mold. Break out of the mold that you're in. Start standing up. Start speaking those things that God says in his word. Start saying them out loud. You know, when you say it out loud, you make the devil tremble. When you start speaking those things out loud, you say, get thee behind me, Satan. The word of God says. If it was not for the word of God, we would die. This is our life. This is our life. We have to eat this. We have to digest this. Sometimes it might not be things we like. Sometimes it's a spirit of correction through the word. Sometimes it's a thing through the word that we may not want to hear. But it's all for our good. It's all for us to be molded and shaped as God would have us to be shaped. Amen? God said, I want you to remove those grave clothes. He said, I want you to begin to take off those grave clothes that you've been carrying around to shake them off and let them fall down behind you. When Lazarus came out of the grave church, he shook off those grave clothes. He left those grave clothes in the cemetery. And the things that's been holding you down and the things that's been binding you, he said, shake them off. Leave them at that place. He didn't pick up those grave clothes and said, oh, I got to take those with me. He wanted to leave that back there. That was death. What's behind you is death. But what's in front of you is life. Amen. He said, break out of that mold. It's time to shake yourself and come out shouting. You got the victory this morning in Christ Jesus. You're an overcomer this morning in Christ Jesus. Things don't have to say the same way that they were. God said, I want to change them. I want to change some things. I want to read this in closing. It's in Hebrews chapter 12. No chastening for the present time seemed to be joyous but grievous. 
Nevertheless, afterwards, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Sometimes the things that we go through are just to work on us. Sometimes the trouble we go through, sometimes the chastening of God is not a great thing. But let me tell you something. If you will submit to God while he's chastening you, while you're going through those things, he's perfecting us. It's we're exercised thereof. It's putting us through some things. We're getting chastened. But through that chastening, it shakes things off of us that we don't need in our life. There's no perfect Christian in this house today. I don't care who you are or what your name is. There is no perfect one in here except Christ. That's the only one that's perfect. Amen. We're going to read this. He said, whereby, wherefore lift up hands which hang down and those feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet. Lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. God wants you to be healed this morning. I have learned through ministry and through times that when you go through hurt and you go through pain, that that pain is sent there to try to make you lame. And if you let that hurt and that pain build up inside of you, it will make you lame. But God said, I don't want you to be lame. I want you to be healed. He said, I would rather that you be healed than to stay in that place where you are. I want you to get up from where you're at and begin to push forward. Sometimes it's a push. Sometimes it's, it's so hard, church, to be strengthened. And sometimes we don't know how to push. But if we will stay on our face and keep seeking God, He will teach us how to push. I don't know how to go through every trial. You don't know till you get there. You don't understand every trial till you're in the trial. But if we will stay faithful to God and keep pushing, we won't stay in that place where we're at. Sometimes, you know, when they fight in the war, they get down in those ditches. And they have to crawl on their belly to the next place that's going to give them freedom. They have to crawl down on their belly to get away from the enemy, shoulder by shoulder, inch by inch. They're pushing their way through. And as Christians, sometimes that's what we have to do. But we're going to make it if we stay in the race. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Isaiah 35 and 3 said, Strengthen ye weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong. Be strong and fear not. Behold, your God will come in vengeance. He will recompense you and he will come and save you. Don't let fear come upon you. That's another tactic of the enemy. Hurt, fear, bitterness. And you'll say, God, how in the world am I going to make it? How in the world am I ever going to get out of this situation? But God is faithful. He said he will come with vengeance and he will recompense you. When the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap. The lame man shall leap as a harp and the tongue of the dumb shall sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the desert. If God did it for them, he's going to do it for you. I said, if God did it for them, he's going to do it for you. Weeping endures, church, for the night. But joy cometh in the morning. Somebody needs a morning experience in this house today. Somebody needs to see their morning. Sometimes it seems so far off. You think, how in the world, God, is it ever going to happen? God told me in 2005 to make a step to leave my church where I'd been for 15 years 
Connie, that was one of the hardest things I ever did. I thought, God, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do it? And I walked out in faith. I told him I had to leave. And when I did, it caused hurt feelings. And I called down at Pastor Tommy's church. And I asked Michael Addison. I said, Michael, I said, God is leading me out of my church. I don't know where I'm going. I said, I don't know what I'm doing. I said, all I know is he said to go. And I cried that day when my cousin came to me. He's a soft-spoken man. I love words from soft-spoken people that never hardly say anything. Because when they tell you something, you know it's God. He come and he said, I've been up all night in a recliner praying for you. He said, God told me to tell you. And I've been wallering it for a year. 2005, I wallered in it. Did anybody ever wallered in anything besides me? Waiting on God and thinking, God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? How am I going to do it? What am I going to do, Lord? I'd watch T.D. Jakes. He said, it's time for you to move. you got to get up and move. Carlene, come to me. She's singing on the phone. You've got to move. You've got to move. And I'd say, God, how in the world am I going to move? What am I going to do? And I would keep praying. Joyce Meyer said, I sat and the Lord whipped me. And I sat for a long time. And I needed to get up and get out. And I didn't get out. Then I'd go back into the church. And that used to be my seat. And somebody else had my seat. And I heard the whole message over and over and over. And my cousin came to me and he said, I was up praying for you all night. He said, and the Lord spoke to me and said, it's time for you to leave this place. And I said, God, I got in the car and I cried. Rhonda, I went down the road and I said, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. What do you want me to do? God, I don't know. The Holy Ghost spoke to me and he said, Abraham did not know either. But after he went, he received the promise. Sometimes we got to just went. People say, what are you doing? I said, I'm winting. What are you doing now? I'm still winting. It's been seven years and I'm still winting. But that's all right. I got a covering. Amen. And I went under Pastor Tommy's covering and they just brushed me right in with open arms. And Carlene's been praying for me for years, you know. And she said, that's where you're going. That's, that's the place. That's where God's sending you. But how am I? Am I there yet? No. I thought I would just leave my place and pick up. And we sold our house. We didn't owe any bills. A man came and bought our house, paid us a check, cash money, bought our house. I was free. They thought, oh, surely you'll come down here. We'll give you an office. We'll give you, you know, you can have all these opportunities. And, and my husband said, I ain't going. I ain't moving down there. I ain't going down there. I don't know them people. I ain't packing up everything I got. I'm not moving to someplace I don't know them people. So I was just said, okay, God, I'll just went. So I'm still going down there and I'm still winting. But it didn't open up like I thought it should open up. I thought I'd just pack up my bags and I would go down there. But through it all, see, God keeps opening doors of opportunity. And now we have a ministry down there with them. And now we're doing Empowering Women for four years. And people are coming and getting delivered and helped and set free and pushing forth in their ministry. And that people will say to me, do you know what some people would give to get there? And I say, get where? I still don't know where I'm at. But that's okay. Because I'm serving Jesus and I'm preaching the gospel and I'm doing what God wants me to do. And I'm telling you this to say that sometimes the enemy wants to bog your mind down so bad with where you think you should be and where you think things should be going on at that you'll get your focus on that and you'll get your focus off of what God does want for your life. Amen. Because we don't know who we're going to meet along the way. We don't know where God's going to take us. We don't know who's going to be our next blessing. I went to a church and I preached in Kentucky and I told this last night. I went to a little church in Kentucky and you know when you go, you go by faith. You know that. I went to this little church and there was probably, I don't know, Sister Connie, 20 people there or something like that. And I thought, oh God, help me Jesus. I drove all the way down here five hours. And I thought, Lord, how are you going to meet our need? I mean, we're just, I'm just real. You just think that sometimes. 
And I went there, and I got an offering that night. It was a hundred something dollars. I thought, Lord, God, help me. I thought, Lord, I've got to pay for the gas, which was already two tanks. And I said, Lord, I've got to, uh, I was telling God all my troubles. You know what I had, what I had to do and what I had to pay for. And then I said, we went back to the room and I thought, well, I've got to pay my secretary for coming with me. And, you know, I was just going over everything with God. But I went back the next night and I began to preach. And I just preached, you know, the house down. I just preached everything God told me. But you know why? Because you can't get your eyes on that. That's the enemy wanting you to think, you know, how are you going to make it? You're out here working for God and you're doing this and you're doing that. How are you going to make it? The next night I went back to church and there was a little young lady that came up to me that had came to Pastor Tommy's to one of our service. She had backslidden away from God. She come there as a sinner. She still left as a sinner. She'd been wallowing in sin and going backslidden now for six years after her parents died because they were spirit-filled, Holy Ghost ministers of the gospel and they died of cancer and she got bitter. See, the enemy does that to a lot of people. And they'll turn around and backslide on God because of things that happen in their life and things they go through. But she walked up to me that night after that service and she had a handful of money. And she laid money in my hands, Sister Rhonda. And when I went back to that room, Sister Connie, I kept counting out hundreds. I kept unrolling 100, 200, 300, 400, 500, 600, 700, 800, 900, 1,000 dollars. I come to tell you who but God can do such things. We wait for man to do things for us when we got to know that there's a God sitting on the throne this morning that wants to strengthen your heart. He wants to encourage you this morning. I don't preach the gospel for money. I preach the gospel because I love him and because he loves me. I don't travel the roads that I travel for finances because God can bring something and drop it in your pocket, church, when you don't even expect it. You just got to be real to people. People don't want people that's all puffed up. People want somebody they can touch. People want somebody to be real with them. When you're hurting, you know what? You don't care. You want a hug. When you're in pain, you don't care about anything. You want somebody to love you. The love of God. The love of God this morning, church. It's not about the name or the fame. We got so hooked up in that that somehow through it all we've lost God. Somehow through all the television ministry which God meant to bless people and to help them, somehow we've got hooked up with the name and the fame and we forgot about the Holy Spirit and we forgot about the blood of Jesus and it becomes about the name over the door and people will crowd in. I, I, I guarantee you this morning, if Rhonda would have put out that T.D. Jakes was coming to town, you wouldn't have had a seat in this house. You'd have had to sit out chairs everywhere. I'm just using his name. And I'm telling you this morning, if Jesus is in the house, that's all that really matters. <laughs> There's a song that says, when Jesus really touches you, that's all that really matters. Your life will never be the same. Hallelujah. The reason you can be delivered this morning is because He loves you. Because He died for you. And because this morning He wants you to be strengthened. He said, be strengthened by His might in the power of the inner man. When you're in sorrow and He comes by and He touches you, 
There's nothing like it. There's nothing like a touch from God. There's no money that can buy it. There's no fame that can buy it. There's nothing that can buy a touch from God. If you're sick and He heals you, there's no money that can buy a healing. I told Darlene Bishop one day, we were on, we were in Arizona and we were doing television out by the pool one day. Carlene and I was, went to her birthday party one year. They had it in Arizona and she come by and asked us to go on television with them. She said, Sister Bond, is the Lord speaking anything to you in your spirit? I said, oh yes, he is. I'm glad you asked. I said, before I came down here, I was laying on the bed praying. And I said, the Lord spoke to me and he said, if you ever become untouchable, woo, he said, I will strip my anointing from you. If you ever get out there to where you think that you can't touch people and they can't touch you, there is nobody worthy of that. I don't care who you are. There is no other name above the name of Jesus. No other name whereby men can be saved but the name of Jesus. And he wants you to touch him this morning. When the woman was sick, she said, if I can but touch him, I know that I can be made whole. If we can but touch him this morning, virtue leaves him and imparts it to us. Will you come to the music, brother? God wants to heal the land this morning. God wants to heal the broken heart at this morning and bind up all of their wounds. And he wants you to be strengthened in the inner man. I want to tell you this morning, if you gain strength from God, you can go another mile. It's like getting gas in your fuel tank. I think we've got 20 miles right now till empty. I go, you know, by a wing and a prayer sometimes just to get to the next place and then we go get gas. And I said, Carly, we've got 20 miles to empty. We're going to have to fill up in Cleveland. <laughs> but you know what? When that gas is put into that tank, it tells me I can go 300 and something more miles till I run out of gas. And I come to tell you this morning, when Jesus touches you, that's all that really matters. Anybody in here need a touch from Jesus make a way where there seemed to be no way. He can heal the brokenhearted. He doesn't want you to be better. Bitter, he wants you to be better. Life circumstances, yes, it does make us better. Could I preach some more? Yes, I've got a whole bunch of notes up here. But I know when the Holy Spirit is done. That he wants to change you this morning. He said, I want you to be strengthened this morning. I want you to be encouraged this morning that he's able to make a way out. He said, I'll make a way of escape for you to escape that place. That means the battle's over. When you escape something, it means you came out of it. When the battle's over, we shall wear a crown victory you need victory this morning there's no sense in wallowing anymore in the hog pen no sense in wallowing anymore in the yesterday 
I wanted to be better, I could be better, but I choose to be better. I choose to not live in my yesterday. I choose to not live at the cemetery where my family's laying, my mother, my father, my brothers. I went out there one day, Sister Rhonda was crying, I was hurting. Something had happened in my family and I knew that my mom would be upset. She was the first one in our family to die. She was 55 years old. Holy Ghost filled woman of God, power of God, ministered, never got to do what God called her to do. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing today. The Lord said, I'm laying my commission upon you. And she passed away. She came to me in a dream, put her hand on my chest. She said, all my life, Mama, I wanted to preach the gospel and I never got to do what the Lord called me to do. She said, I'm laying my commission upon you. I'm commissioned to do this. So I ran to the cemetery. I thought, I gotta tell her, I gotta tell her, I gotta tell her. On my way out there, the Lord said, why do you seek the living among the dead? I turned my car around and I thought, Christ, you are the answer. Woo! He is the answer this morning. He is the way maker this morning. He's the truth, the life, the way. I wrote this little song. George Jones sang it first, but I rewrote it. My brother started dying. and My brother, my middle brother, my oldest brother next to me, he was 45 years old when he died. And he had a call of God on his life. He could sing and people would run to the altar. He would sing, why me, Lord? And people would run to the altar. People thought he wrote it. Backslid away from God. Went to the cemetery crying one day. I started singing, who's going to fill her shoes? Who's going to stand that tall? Who's going to preach the gospel? Will it be anyone? Who's going to give their heart and soul, Lord, to see you? Oh, I wonder who's going to feel her shoes. I stood out there and I cried. But weeping endures just for a moment. And joy cometh in the morning. Sister Rhonda, I want to pray for people this morning, if it's all right with you, that are in this house. And you say, I need strength from God. I am in circumstances. I'm going through things that if God doesn't come to me, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Would you stand with me all over this house today? Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. Let's just bow our heads and have prayer for a moment. Holy Spirit, we ask you right now, God, I know this wasn't a long message, maybe not a shout and preachful message, God, but I feel sorrow in this house. God, I feel heaviness in this house. And Father God, you said to go and strengthen those hands that hang down, Lord, and those feeble knees. And Father God, I believe that you sent me all the way here today, God, to say to these people to be strengthened in the power, in the inner man, God, by the power of your might. And Father God, I ask today, God, that you would strengthen each and every one in this house. I ask you that the Holy Spirit would go breast to breast now, Father God, and pour out your love. 
Pour out, God, your holy power upon them today, God. That there would not be one need, Father. When you sent them out, you said there wasn't one need, God, that wasn't met. Not one soul that wasn't healed. God, and I pray, God, that over this house this morning, that the Holy Spirit will begin to heal and begin to mend the broken hearts of your people, God. And Lord, I thank you today, God. I thank you at the bottom of my heart for this word of God to strengthen the people this morning. God, I believe that you're here. I believe, Lord, that you want to meet the need, God, this morning of the brokenhearted. I believe, Lord, that you want to pour in oil and wine and bind up all their wounds, God, today for the hurting. And Lord, we just thank you today, God. We give you honor in this place. We give you glory in this place, Father God. And Lord, I thank you, God, as they begin to come forth today. God, of those that are broken in this house, which step out of your seat and come to the front of this church this morning, that I want to pray for you. Would you come this morning? Hallelujah for healing. Praise God. Praise God. Carling, will you come and help us behind them? Hallelujah, God. You came to heal the brokenhearted. Hallelujah. Don't miss your moment. Don't come to me after church and say, I I was going to come up there, but... Because when the anointing's gone and it passes by, it's hard to get back into that flow of the Spirit. You have to come when the Spirit's bidding you to come. Come, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you the rest. God, you're going to give these people rest this morning. God, you're going to give these people rest. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Healing God in this place this morning, God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 You know that song, You Don't Have to Worry? You know that? You don't have to worry. You know that? And don't you be afraid. Joy comes in the morning, troubles they don't last always. Cause there's a friend in Jesus who can wipe your tears away. And if your heart is broken, just turn to him and say, I know that I can make it. I know that I can stand And no matter what may come my way My life is in your hands Cause there's a friend in Jesus Who can wipe your tears away And if your heart is broken You can turn to Him and say I know that I can make it, I know that I can stand, and no matter what may come my way, my life is in your hands, cause there's a friend in Jesus. How many know there's a friend in Jesus this morning? There's a friend in Jesus. Who can wipe your tears away? 